Hello, hello, welcome to episode 34 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. We're happy to be shouting into your ears today. Jacob, I had to talk to you about what I did last night. What did you do last it night? It was awesome. So we are recording this. What is this? This is Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So, so early. Sunrise Thursday. Um, but last night I went to a concert to see Jenny Lewis. Do you know Jenny Lewis? I do not know Jenny Lewis. Jacob, what? What's the matter with you? Eh, you know me in music. She's the best. She's my favorite female singer and songwriter. Okay. Wait, well, um, she wow, was okay. on, did you ever hear the band Rilo Kylie? That's nope. where she started. Wow. Yeah. You can go all day with those ba- bands and I'll be like, that's awesome. Well, anyway, she she was really magical. She's a so fantastic like what, performer. What kind of uh, music does she do? Oh, I don't, I never know how to, I don't know how to do that. You're not like, you know, she's alternative indie I mean, rock. What, is, I don't, what does that mean? I guess indie rock for lack of alternative to me is like nirvana so i guess it's not nirvana i don't know what to say but it's lovely i was going to tell listeners if you do not know jenny lewis you are honestly missing out in your life you should check out her album rabbit fur coat that album is perfect from from soup to nuts not not a bad song on it um but then if you just want to listen to one song i'm actually gonna have you go to a different album called acid tongue and listen to the song of the same name well she's got a knack for some good uh album titles i'll give her that she has awesome lyricism that's what i kind of was drawn to her the most is the like storytelling those lines that really jab you so does she is she like a one person like she has a band with her oh okay yeah um the rabbit fur coat album she had uh the watson twins it's these twin singer sisters and they do like all the backing vocals Hmm. just what a lovely experience. I, I feel so out of the loop sometimes listening about music because I'm like, I just don't know. I know you've know. said you're not a big. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm like, I never was a big going to Still concerts and to... shows and oh, stuff really? like that. Yeah. I mean, I went to like the big ones, but it was, I was a metal fan. So it's basically just going there to mosh and sure, doesn't matter. Sure, to just who's... shake your head up and down when you had your luxurious long yeah, hair. Yeah, back oh. all those years ago. I can't talk about that because then I'm just going to get weepy <laughs> thinking about you just brushing it. You like the short hair look, you know. You I do. do really like your short hair look, but I miss you slowly, like suave commercial brushing your hair. Uh, I'm on gonna have to break. like, I guess for like the next uh, the next show promo pick, I'm gonna have to like bust out a really old. That's like, true. Long Everybody hair photo needs now. to know about that. It was like it was like a steed's tail, like like a <laughs> glorious free horse running down a beach. Well, that you, was your hair. Well, when you describe it like that, I should get it back then. That's a majestic sound. No, again, loop, I prefer short. You. I'm just saying that the long was just for me. And then tonight, I'm going to another concert of oh. a band. I'm sure you don't know. Do you know Father John Misty? Of course I know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, no, you definitely <laughs> don't. Um, again, lyricism game is he the one that was in strong. the like the one from New Orleans plays the piano? No, him? no, who, I don't even oh, know. Oh wait, who you're that's Doctor John. I knew it was oh, a, yeah, a no, no. Also talented, but really two very different types of music there. Um, he's playing at Canal Side. I would have loved to have made that mistake. Like, go to the show and be like, all right, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, this like, is this not is, what I yeah. anticipated. Well, it took a left-hand turn. He's really changed his old age. <laughs> so if anyone wants to check out a jam by him, open up your YouTubers or your Spotifiers and check out Chateau Lobby number 4 off the album I, mean, I Love You, Honey Bear. You could also probably just come down to your local library and pick it up too 
But whatever you do, do not I'm buy the CD. You should listen to the song, recognize how much you love it, and then come down and get it. I, I was I, working I, up to it. That's Jacob. what I thought you meant. I, yeah. you know, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I questioned you. I should have just let you go with it. And now, after I have expelled my happiness for the day, um, I would very much like to bring it, just bring it way down, like just down and dark and sad. How's oh. that? How's oh, that? yeah, that seems like the perfect thing to do in the morning. The first thing in the morning. Show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason that I thought of this is I was listening to the radio the other day. Always a mistake. <laughs> well, they were talking um, about, you know, celebrities' birthdays and then celebrities' birthdays who had died. And on July 23rd, two days before someone else, very special's birthday. Yeah, big I, I know. at you. Yeah. It, it, might be, it might be mine. I don't know. Look don't at you. Know. But um, it was Philip Seymour Hoffman's birthday. Local boys, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Absolutely. Um, he was raised in the suburbs of Rochester, New York. But it got me thinking. I was like, oh, I miss him. It's such a bummer. We're never going to see another Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. And then I started thinking about other people that had died. And mm-hmm. I thought, let's just talk about it and depress everyone because, you know, that's what I want. Yeah, and that's were, what's important. As you were sitting there, like, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, looking out the moon Whiskey. Window. Make it whiskey. That's better. Okay. Smoking cigarettes, drinking classy. whiskey. Just, like, thinking about life. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Got your copy of Camus on the, I on was the windowsill next to you. Absolutely. Like, let's go depressing movies. <laughs> yes. Um, so I like well, where your head's at with I'm that. I'm going to just kind of break down some people, maybe how they died. And then we can talk about our favorite films that they did that are available at the library. Yeah. So sweet, sweet Oscar winning Philip Seymour Hoffman. So he was found dead in his New York City apartment um, in February of 2014. Isn't that crazy that it's that long? It does. It does seem like a long time ago. It doesn't. It does, but it doesn't seem like a long time ago. Yeah. So he kind of had always struggled. He was an admitted drug addict. He died at 46 of a heroin overdose. Um, I'm pretty sure he had three children, and I know he had a partner that he was with for many years because she ended up writing um, like a really beautiful uh, essay about him. Um, but it, it was so it was an accidental um, overdose, and I think we lost one of the most prolific and diverse actors in modern cinema. Yeah, like Philip Seymour Hoffman always had a presence when he was on the screen. Like he never went into a movie and then didn't make some kind of an impression on you. Absolutely. Like even like small there. even like his smaller roles, um I don't know, like talented Mr. Ripley, he didn't have a huge role or Magnolia, but they were absolutely like scene stealing. Everything that that he was in, more than fifty films every Was it really that had, many? Yeah. yeah. Over fifty. Wow. Yeah. So I thought, like, what are some of the favorites? Like, if you had to recommend some of his movies that people go see. So for me, we talked once about the one that everybody slept on, the claymation that he just does his voice on. Um, which which be, I think I still slept on. I don't yeah, you I've have to, which it. is called Mary and Max. That's awesome. Um, then there's that movie Doubt, where he's the priest. Did you see that movie? I did, talking about, if you want to talk about depressing topics, we can talk about Doubt. Like, yeah, no, we won't get into <laughs> doubt too much, but it's a really great performance. And then, do you remember his his Oscar winning performance? What was it for, Jacob? Oh, oh God, the Capote movie. There but you like, go. W- yeah. Which one was it? Was it Capote it's or the other Capote, one? It's just Capote, yeah. Because I know there was the other movie that came out at exactly the same time with Toby Jones, where they were just like, let's oh, do the same movie. Except not have one of the greatest actors of our time yeah, they literally, in the role. They literally went and got the poor man's Philip Seymour Hoffman when they got Toby Jones. No offense yeah. to him, but... It wasn't right. Come on, guy. And then um, 
Oh, Mission Impossible three. He is what? The, he is the so, best villain. He was the, in the best Mission Impossible villain. Series. Like it's weird to think that, but he by far, by a mile, it's not even close compared to the other guys. Totally, he like made that movie. I forgot how good that he was in that, but yeah, and you know, we're, we can go on a whole tangent about the Mission Impossible movies. The new one opens this week. They've oh, all, is it this week? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't they, wait to go see they've it. They've all been awesome. I have no doubt in my mind this one will be awesome. They really had the last one. Wasn't my favorite of all of them. Like Rogue Nation, no. Yeah. But like Ghost Protocol was so good. Oh, Ghost yeah. Protocol was crazy. That's easily that's my favorite in the series. Oh, so good. We I don't it's like yes, yeah, so let's Tom, not get distracted. Tom Cruise, man. Here's what we'll do. We'll go watch it and then we'll do a, one of our next soon episodes. We'll talk about Mission Impossible. And I then like Tommy it. Tommy C. And that good little old Tommy C. That wonderful little nutter that I love. Fan of the show. And then one more Philip Seymour Hoffman I wanted to mention. Did you see The Master? No, I didn't actually. That's that was that was the L. Ron Hubbard movie, yeah. right? Yeah, that was intense. It's not like an overall my favorite sort of film, but again, his performance. No, he's not fooling around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's always always good on every like movie that he did. Um, yeah. I was actually thinking of some of his like lesser known movies. Did you ever see State in Maine? I don't remember. So it's a little indie movie, um, but there's a lot of like famous people in it. I feel like it had one of those. It's one of those movies where it had like a really famous director on it. So like everybody was like, hey, let's go do this movie. Um, but he plays the writer. Is that a mammoth play? Do that you know? It probably is. Okay. You know, that probably is uh, what it was. But he plays a author, like a playwright, whose play is getting turned into a movie. So it's about this uh, like L.A. movie people moving into a small town and then like taking it over and running it. There's okay. nothing but huge stars in it. There's like Alec Baldwin's in there. Um, oh my God, I'm flaking on everybody that's in there. But I assure you it's, oh, um, William H. Macy's in there playing the oh, director of the movie. Yeah, okay. And it's like a comedy kind of thing with like the love story mixed in. But he's one of the roles where he's actually playing like a grounded character. So he is like the emotional base of the movie. He actually gives it some gravitas. I will definitely check that out. Um, another good one. Um, I thought he was good in a smaller role and almost famous too. Oh yeah, he. So I feel like in that movie, he. I was like, he looks so messed up. Like he's really taking the character over. And then I had read that he had the flu the entire time that they filmed. Really? Yeah. He's all messed up on um, cough medicine or <laughs> yeah, something the whole much. time, walking around so. on Dayquil or Nyquil. Um. Okay. So I don't want to. I mean, we have a lot of. Yeah, we don't want to get too, dead people too sucked to, into the to talk about, but he thing, is but. a great one. So just because he's gone, not forgotten, go check out his films. Who else should we be watching? Well, how about another? You want to get real depressing? How about Alan Rickman? Oh, no. So everybody. Alan, Alan, this is Alan Rickman. <laughs> I can't tell him to stop. Spot on. Spot on Rickman right uh, there. Ah, that's Professor Snape for always. Yeah, Professor Snape. Um, he was the bag. Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Hans Gruber forever. He was also like the wonderful romantic character in Sense and Sensibility. Was he really? I yes. never Which version? Who was his romantic lead S? Kate Winslet. Oh, right. All right. Good for you. Alan. Yeah, absolutely. He's really good in that. I thought he was going to get Emma Thompson or something, but no, that's more Kenneth Branagh. No, that is a, what's that bubbling, um, bumbling English actor. Hugh. Peter Sellers. Grant. Is that his name? Hugh Grant. Oh, Hugh Grant, the fumbler. That's my Hugh Grant impression. Just sounding real classy mumbling. Okay. So yeah, Alan Rickman is a good one. Yeah. Just, oh. I, I didn't even know. Did you look up how he died? No, I don't actually know how he died. I, I think it was it was just kind of one of those weird out of nowhere deaths, too, because I don't remember hearing that he was sick or anything. I know he was still doing movies and everything. 
Yeah, but he might have been. Maybe. Way to research but, it. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's early in the morning. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just one of those actors that another one that never really had to never change what he did. He was always Alan Rickman in movies. And kind of, somehow, but it but it worked. Yeah, I think it never it was, mattered. He was always Alan Rickman because of his voice was so distinct. Yeah, I never heard him do an accent. I would that would have been weird. You imagine Alan Rickman trying to do an American. Or yeah, no. accent and been like, mm, I don't like that at all. Like, don't do that. Yeah, no. I was just gonna, I was gonna try to, to do one, and then I thought, why? Why have people click immediately off the podcast? I'm not. We that's our third nailed impression that we've <laughs> yeah. done. It's just behind we're our Hugh Grant impression, we're just, we're just accuracy. We're just checking them <laughs> off. Um, okay, so this one, I think a lot of people didn't know this actor. He had so much potential, um, but Anton Yelchin. Oh, I like Ant. I liked Anton Yelchin. Right. So he was best known for he was in the new Star Trek reboots. Yes. Which I didn't see any of. They are actually good. Okay. They actually are. They're worth watching. Especially I've heard that the, he's good in them. Yeah, he's very good in them. But he died um, in June 2016. And this is super tragic. But after his Jeep Grand Cherokee rolled onto him at his home in L.A., so that car had been under recall for problems with the gear shifter, and for good reason i guess he got out to open his gate and it rolled and it pinned him mm. he was like a little baby he yeah, was born in russia in 1989 um and was brought to the u.s as a baby after his champion ice skating parents were classified as refugees by the state oh. department well that's pretty you know, that's a that's a happy tale then. yeah bounced right out of russia came to the u.s he, um he, and then he started acting professionally at age nine he was also in the uh, the Night Watch movie series. Did you see any of those? Night Watch. It's like some Russian. Uh, no. Russian, based on some Russian novels, and it's about like a kind of like a supernatural police force trying to keep like heaven and hell from fighting each other. I and would stuff be like interested that. in really anything he did because he was I don't know, everything I feel he did was really heartbreakingly enduring. Oh really? Okay, that's yeah. a very specific. Like Alpha Dog, did you see Alpha Dog? I did see Alpha Dog. Actually, he's pretty young in that. And then my favorite is Like Crazy. That oh. one I did not see. That is a great, great movie. It is a love story, but um, it can be a little bit of a bummer. It has, I think, what's her name? That Felicity Huffman. Is that that young girl that was in the? Oh, the one from the Theory of Everything. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So her, so she's really great. And then another movie he was in that you totally need to see if you haven't seen is Green Room. Oh, I keep hearing about that one Holy with uh, Patrick cow. Stewart. Right? Yes, Patrick Stewart's like a neo-Nazi, and Anton Yelchin's like in a punk band, so he's playing at this like dirty little bar, and like things take a turn. That movie is super, super intense. Okay. Really great performances. When I watched it, I was like, why are we not all talking about this movie? This movie is fantastic. I mean, it's hard to watch in scenes. But super good. I I always see it like on um, like Hulu or stuff when I'm flick, flicking through, and I'm like, I always want to watch it. I'm like, I don't know why I keep skipping it. No, definitely absolutely, have to, absolutely do it, do it. Like I'm too busy watching the latest Chef Ramsay show or something like that. It's, well, I mean, it's, it takes up the time. Not, who knows what's going to happen on Kitchen Nightmares? Gotta, it's not like it's the same episode. Do. I mean, I can't not watch Queer Eye when I'm flipping through Netflix. So we all have. It, we it, all have it just catches that. your eye there. You're just like, eh, let's get some Queer Eye going here. It's so I need good. some hair tips. I'm not even joking with you. I feel like you'd watch it and like it. Really? Yes. It's because I'm wearing a tie. Is that, what it that is it. With my I don't polka think striped shirt. It would be pointless to call them on you, Jacob, because nothing to fix here. Oh, well. Nothing to fix here. Not, because, not maybe it'll triple snap for that. Well, let me just, you know, let me sit up a little straighter after that compliment. Wait, no. Get back to sad. 
We're, this oh. is sad. We're talking about sad stuff. Boo. So go and now, who is the next passed on celebrity that we should talk about? All right, I'm gonna go with my favorite co-star of all time, Bill Paxton. Ah, Bill Paxton. Now he's another one that like died out of nowhere, and I was super duper bummed about it because he was still. An, like a very busy actor like yeah, he was, he was still only, popped up he was only 61 yeah he was like on agents of shield he uh like very recently like right before he died he was um a villain on that show for the i mean it the was a seasons. weird thing he had like an aortic aneurysm yeah that required so, surgery so when they went to do the surgery on him he had a stroke during it yeah so yeah it's just it was a weird weird Bummer. deal that it happened and i'm like oh my god bill paxton so he's not bill pullman everybody makes that mistake it's not as much as the uh Mulrooney um, McDermott debate, but for some reason people used to get Bill Paxton oh, yeah, and Bill Pullman tears. mixed up. It's Bill Pease, come on. Yeah, but Bill Paxton, of course, James Cameron's favorite actor, um, most known. I would say he's probably most famous for what? Aliens, maybe. Aliens or Titanic? It's really close. Or a Twister. Twister, yeah, yeah. I guess they'll say Twister. But in Aliens, it's not what is it? Not cool, man. Oh, it's game over, man. Oh, that's it. Game that, over, man. Still the most <laughs> quoted thing. Like video gamers, that like myself, that is everybody still uses that, and everybody knows exactly where it's. From. I hate his character in that movie so I, much. He's so obnoxious, <laughs> he's terrible, in it and just but just so great at the same time. He's like the like the most memorable character next to Ripley. Of that I was gonna say movie. you better talk about Ripley because nobody beats Ripley. Um, and then of course he was in True Lies, um, as well with James Cameron. Um, did you ever wow. see? You ever see Frailty? So it no, is. No, it sounds familiar. It's a movie he directed, and it stars him and Ma- Matthew McConaughey. And this is McConaughey. Oh, but I know what the cover of the DVD looks like, if that helps. Yes. Um, so that's what I got. I so this is right before McConaughey people started taking him seriously. Like he was just starting to try to make more serious movies. So this movie is basically about Bill, Bill Paxton's kids. Um, it's from told from their point of view. And it's a story about how. Their dad believes that he is one day visited by an angel at work mm-hmm. who gives him a job that his duty on earth is to kill demons. But what a bummer of a day at work. Yeah. Um, but like and the way he would do that is like he can like, touch people and he can see like all their past sins and everything that they've done. OK. But the kids can't tell whether their dad is telling the truth or, or whether cray. he's just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then it involves them as grownups as well because it's affected their lives like in the future. Which is where McConaughey comes in because he plays a. Okay, this version. actually sounds pretty interesting. It, and it's Bill Paxton wrote and directed it, and for a first-time writer-director, it is just a fabulous movie. Like it's another one that people slept on; really? nobody went to go see it, but it's really good. And then Powers Booth, another dead actor, is in there as like a, a police officer in there. I don't even know who that is. You know Powers Booth. If I you just saw have him. to see him. Okay. Yeah, he was like the other like character actor and a lot of stuff yep okay. he's one of those guys like oh that dude i know that face okay um but yeah bill paxton oh i miss him so much go check out frailty go check out aliens Look at this. This check is out really, everything this is a really tender moment that you're having um well you know he's one of those dumb actors that like you see him in enough stuff and you're like oh as soon as he comes on the screen you're like oh awesome this yeah. movie just got a whole lot better right away so uh, there's a couple more big ones and then some that maybe we've forgotten of course we're running out of time so i'm trying to speed it up but of course heath ledger of course um, January 2008, he was found unconscious in his bed by his housekeeper. Um, and may then they or may found not out, had an Olsen twin with him at the time. I don't believe he did. They're, I'm pretty sure that the housekeeper called 
the Olsen because it was her place. But anyway, not that it matters. But um, it was a result of acute intoxication by a combined, I think he had like six different medications in his system. And he's yeah. only 28. And he was a huge talent. Um, was there just was like hitting his stride. He was, and I think because of that, there were so many stories. Like like you said, there were so many rumors and innu- innuendo about how he died. Like according to Google News, there were twenty four thousand two hundred and sixty seven stories about him in the three weeks following his death. Wow, that's yeah, impressive. People, if you got that kind of like that kind of pull on everybody, I know. But that like that's not what you really want after death when the family is you know trying for some privacy but if you are unfamiliar with Heath Ledger which seems impossible because of his performance in yeah. the Dark Knight as the Joker but he was born in, in 1979 in Perth Australia which he called the most isolated city in the world I'll take so, his word on that I'm not yeah. going I mean it's a it's a long flight but he ended up graduating early and then at 19 he followed a girlfriend to LA and then he had his breakout role in do you remember come on the Patriot no, that was so much later. Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, that was Julia his first Stiles? movie? Yeah. Oh, it's such a good movie. It is a good movie. It <laughs> it's one a, of those ones movie. that comes on. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Oh, but I didn't uh, it yeah, was his first movie. So, yeah, he, so Dark Knight as the Joker, he won an Oscar for that. I think he's only the second person ever to win a posthumous acting actor. Yeah, and he's the only one in a comic book movie so far to win one. Okay. So. Um, and then also would be next best known for Brokeback Mountain. Yes, I would like say that's super accurate. great movie. A lot of actors turn that role down, and you're like, well, it seems really appropriate that it was Jake Gyllenhaal and him because I, they were really great together. I just watched a, um, I watched Brokeback Mountain recently, and I um, was reading the IMDb. Do you know who was the original, who they uh, originally cast? No. So this is a completely different movie. I want your impression of who was cast as who. Originally, they wanted Brad Pitt. What? And Leonardo DiCaprio. What? And they offered it to both of them, and they turned it down. And then they went to Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal as their backups. I thought there were more people that they asked, but that is weird. That was weird. And who do you think was offered what? Like, who do you cast? I would say Leo would be the Heath Ledger character. Really? Yeah. See, I went the other way. Yeah, no. Because I think think that uh, Leo's a better actor than Brad Pitt, and I don't think Brad Pitt can do vulnerable as well as Leo could. Yeah, but the Heath Ledger character was more vulnerable than the Jake Gyllenhaal character. Maybe, Except maybe at the end. Well, he was a little more reserved. Thing. Well, well, that is true. I see. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Either I, way, ew. I don't. I don't want it at all. It would have been weird. It definitely would have been weird. That just so gave me I an idea, they, though, for an episode about people that were cast in films or almost cast and then didn't get it. Ooh, and we that, talk about that. Yeah, like a what if scenario in there. Yeah, because every time you hear it, you're like, no, that would have <laughs> been terrible. <laughs> Um, like your also, reaction to that that casting decision? Yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. And don't get me wrong, Shelley got no problem with <laughs> Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio making out that all day. Loop that, I'm sure. fine with it. But I just don't see them encompassing those those characters yeah. in the film. But yeah, just and but then, they'll be in a movie together pretty soon. That yeah, new the Quentin new Tarantino, new Tarantino movie. movie. Um, he was also uh, in the Patriot. That was really good movie. Yeah, underrated Mel Gibson. Uh, um, you know, historic American history movie. Did you ever see A Knight's Tale? Yeah, it was actually was on the other day. That was a good movie too. And that's one of the again, one of those films where it doesn't always work where it takes place like during nights in medieval times, but they used all modern music. Yeah. It really worked. So here's the thing. I think you could tell if an actor is good or if he has an impression by 
even this long after his death, his movies are still in heavy rotation. Yeah. Like, his movies are on all the time. Knight's Tale was just on Stars, and that's, like, on the lower end. The Patriot's always on TV for yeah. whatever holiday. Ten Things About You pops up a lot. Yeah, Dark Knight, you know that's going to be on all the I time. don't know if it would count. He had such a small role, but um, A Monster's Ball, he was in that, oh, too, yeah, for a minute. Yeah. yeah, he was Billy Bob's son. Didn't he, I think he might have got a nomination for that. He might have. It was a small, super depressing Guy, role. Guys <laughs> under 30 has got three Oscar nominations, one win. It's like, oh, my God. That's a huge loss. So check out his stuff. All right, give one more. I don't know how I'm going to limit my last person. I have so many. Uh, I'm going to go real quick. I'm going to go with Chris Farley because Yay, I love okay. his movies. We got to get somebody happy in here. I mean, you want to talk. Everybody knows Chris Farley. If you want to talk about completely dumb humor, Chris Farley is the epitome of it. Yeah, but Tommy I, Boy is like the smartest dumb humor ever. Yeah, but like you watch that, I defy you not to laugh. Even some of his SNL skits way back in the day, the band down by the river, dude. I mean, that's just, that's still, again, quoted. Yeah. Uh, another guy that's like, just don't do drugs, people. It's not he worth He kind it. of, I think, did drugs forever. Yeah, he was trying to be Jim Belushi who... You know. Well, the thing is, he was always compared to Jim or Belushi. John Belushi is John, which, or, uh, which one died? John Belushi. Yes. So he was always compared to Belushi, and like that was kind of who he first saw when he was a kid that made him want to be an actor. And that I was reading this Rolling Stone interview with him, and they were kind of asking him, like, are you trying to be like your hero? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I never met him. Like, maybe I am. He was like, but... Um, he was like, do you know that he died at my age this year? He was like, yeah, like Belushi died at 33. Um, so, and then he was saying like, you know, I'll be happy once I click past to 34, kind of like out of that shadow. And he definitely was found dead five months after that yeah. at 33. They were Same a, age. Yeah. T- man, nah, truck's not worth it, people. That was a, he was a rough looking 33. I thought he was older than that. Both him and Belushi like, ooh, you guys are not aging well here. Well, I mean, that's cocaine and liquor and food. I mean, he was very unhealthy. But, you know, I read other things about him. Like, he was super terrified of, like, people and crowds and about, like, his comedy failing and about being in a movie that failed and then he'd never work again. He had, like, these deep-seated fears about never finding a woman that would love him and never having children, which I guess was, like, hugely important to him. Um, And that no matter where he went, he always had to be the most outrageous guy in the room. And it all just totally messed with him. And then he self-medicated. Not surprised by that at all, actually. That makes total sense. That something like that would happen. Super (sighs) sad. So, (sighs) although besides Saturday Night Live and Tommy Boy, I can't really think of much else that I loved him in. You know, he did like Black Sheep. There was Which was okay. Almost Heroes, which is so stupid. But actually does have some funny, memorable scenes in there. Yeah. Particular five-minute scene about involving him having to get a condor egg. And the, the effect of that is just one of the most stupid, out-of-nowhere <laughs> things. Right, and just his reaction to it is just <clears throat> awesome. I think because we mentioned him, we'll just throw in quickly um, Phil Hartman. Yep. Which that was... Troy McClure himself. I mean, as a Simpsons actor, that one was tough for us. But he was shot to death by his wife yeah. at 49 years old. Um, and then she ended up killing herself that same night. Yeah. Like, what? That's a that's another. She had she had addiction um, issues. Ugh, again. So she had checked into rehab several times, and then boom. But so yeah, uh, news radio. Phil Hartman. What a he was a true joy. So yeah. that one's really bad. All right, who do I finish with? I have so many. I guess do I do? Should we talk about? James Gandolfini, or should we talk about Robin Williams? We should probably talk about Robin. Yeah, Williams. Robin Williams. Bigger, okay. bigger star. So. Truly, 
maybe he's not your favorite, but I'm going to say that the world got a little less funny in 2014. Sure. Like, I, I was never a huge Robin Williams like fan of his movies or anything. I liked a couple of them. But I, he definitely had a place in comedy. I feel like in terms of making dramatic comedies, I feel like he was one of the better comedians at it. He was. like That's why like my favorite films um, that he did were like Good Will Hunting or Dead Poets Society or he's, Awakenings. He's an he underrated played. actor. In that sense, absolutely. So he died at 63. Super sadly, he committed suicide after years were finding out of, of battling depression. They have a new um, HBO documentary coming out about him. Oh, it just came out uh, last week. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta write that down. I can't wait to watch that. But I really talked about how his like his whole hyperactive like shtick just really you know postulates that he started to feel the same way um, about himself. That like the critics critics did that it was that he was just like a shtick and mm-hmm. that the stuff that critics said about him really really uh, affected him. Well, now I feel bad because I thought that he was all just a shtick too. So that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, I guess not. Like he was super affected by all of these things. But all in all, people seem to really love him. He was a really good friend. His Billy Crystal's eulogy was amazing. There's a story about how after Christopher Reeves got in the accident, mm-hmm. found out he was paralyzed, and Robin Williams visited him in the hospital, but he was dressed like in scrub and he had a Russian accent and a surgical mask on. And I was like talking to him for so long and he did all this really crazy stuff and Christopher Reeves was like, what? And then when he took his mask off, Christopher Reeves said it was like the first time he had laughed since his accident. And I was see, like, that's powerful Yeah, right see, there. now that's good stuff right there. That's some. That's a good use of comedy right there. Yeah, oh. definitely. So we're super, super out of time. We're going to have to wrap it up. I'm so happy that we did this, by the way. I'm f- such a good mood. At yeah, we hope everybody is as low as we are right now. Um, And then also... To uh, I'm gonna just you know you know where to follow us so we're gonna move on to this. Did you know, Jacob, that only about 93.5 percent of humans have died? Yeah. Really? Let that oh. let that roll around in your head. So, of the 108 billion people estimated to have lived since the um, you know emergence of anatomically modern human beings, sure, seven billion are still alive. 93 percent huh yeah isn't that like a weird it's a really weird little fact i don't like that at all no it's like creepy and then this which i never thought about people don't think about it too much after this because you're gonna get real deep on it but they actually never thought about it they don't exactly know why we get old and die what do you mean they don't know like there's no real specific reason like there's a hypothesis that like because most creatures in life are killed or die of disease before they get old that evolution doesn't like weed out the mutations which hurt us in old age but there's no like specific reason like they don't know exactly why we die Hmm. it's it's definitely like worth looking up i looked up this whole scientific paper and i was like uh not smart enough for this there's but somebody that's gonna listen to this show that we just created a evil scientist or something he's like i will make immortality i support then. it i support it it's fine so okay that's it if you're still listening thank you so much i'm sorry we bummed you out but you we'll know be, you we'll, are always you are not forgotten what is it you're not dead as long as somebody remembers you is yeah, that a thing? Long, yeah it's, i don't remember where it was from like you're not dead as long as one person remembers you. So we're we're keeping all of the, these talents alive. So thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.